0: Welcome to Coming Clean, the podcast dedicated to common sense environmental dialogue, environmental optimism, and real environmental solutions. This show is proudly powered by Orsted. Welcome back to Coming Clean with your host, Benji Backer. For now, we have a new guest host who is joining us, who will be with us for a few months here. Uh, So I'm your host for now is what I meant to say. And that's because Steven Perkins is joining us from his beautiful home in Texas uh, to take over while I'm on a much-needed sabbatical that I'll be taking kind of for an undetermined amount of time, probably the next few months. And the only person that's more well-equipped to run this show than me is Steven. So it's perfect because once uh, I give the reins over to him for a few episodes, he might just take it and run with it forever. But, Steven, welcome to the show. Welcome to your show for a while. Uh, and I would love for you to introduce yourself to the guests or to, as a guest, but also as a host and why you're so excited to do this, what your background is, all sorts of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you, Benji, for, uh, entrusting me with your baby for a few months and, uh, I, I, am hoping, you know, uh, to carry it on well um i'm stephen perkins uh for the last month i've been acc's chief operating officer before that i was our vice president of grassroots strategy came into that role about two and a half years ago um but have known benji for what what feels like to me i guess for a while since three lifetimes yeah since 2014 yeah you know i think we the first time we went in person was uh back when cpac was good and in dc we we were there and um um you know uh you you were incredibly helpful to me on some projects at the time uh and and uh and, and in return you know I've tried to help you with ACC and um my background is interesting a lot of people you know when they ask like how did you get to ACC or did you was the environment always something you thought you would work on um i i've always said like I, I never would have imagined myself working for an environmental nonprofit um, but, you know, I'll talk a little bit about how that's been so great. But, um, you know, I started out uh, doing sort of political media. I originally wanted to be uh, a political broadcaster, or journalist in college and um, decided around that time that maybe that wasn't the best path. But, you know, politics has always been something that I've been interested in, um, particularly on the messaging side and, and the building community around, you know, issues and, and around things that affect people's lives. So I've done everything from leadership development and marketing, working with nonprofits on you know uh, management and, and their uh, communications and stuff, uh, all the way to campaign work, digital politics, and uh, along the way, was fortunate enough to be on kind of the, the early volunteer team at ACC um, where we were wearing all sorts,
0: we uh, doing freeconferencecall dot com.
1: Yeah, right, those 10 p.m.
0: Eastern every uh, Tuesday or something so that we could talk about what the heck we were building at ACC, which we had no idea what we were doing back then.
1: Back when we, when we really had no idea what we were doing in many ways, but we wore all sorts of different hats. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's been great. And then obviously joined two and a half years ago full time. So it's kind of a full circle moment, but uh, I've enjoyed every moment of it.
0: Well, Steven, I mean, you're going to be taking over for, for me to talk through you know, more important issues, more important topics about climate and the environment, different solutions that people haven't heard about yet. Uh, we've had so many great guests recently talking about everything from the rainforest to the Inflation Reduction Act to water quality in the West and, and topics that people are really caring about. But what you didn't mention about your background is that since you joined ACC, you've been leading our grassroots work and you've, so, you know, you've solely transformed it with your team, of course. Into a powerhouse, you know. When you started, it was a organization with just a small footprint in a few areas around the country, really just a budding organization. Now it's fully fully blossoming in a lot of places. But across that timeline, you've been able to talk to thousands of young people, and you've also been able to see a lot of solutions yourself. uh, Some with me, and some you know separately. And we've had a lot of fun kind of learning about those sorts of things on the ground. And I think that's something that makes ACC special is that not only do we have a presence of a different cohort of young people, it's young right of center or independent, some left of center people. We're just sick of the, the the narrative that these issues either don't exist or that we need alarmist solutions to it. That has exposed a lot of really in, in, important and interesting information that we're going to cover in future episodes while you're here. Can you just talk a little bit about some of the some of the learnings that you've really appreciated, some of the main takeaways that you've had and some of the themes that you're hoping to instill over the coming months in in some of the episodes
1: when i think about uh a lot of groups think about grassroots in very political terms um at acc we think of grassroots in terms of building community and just bringing people on board who share the same sort of values and outlooks and so i think the biggest lesson that i've learned is that um for most people that we talk to this is not a political issue this is not something they approach from a political end it is, for some people, a moral issue. For some people, it is it is just uh, about taking care of what they've been given here on the earth, and it's about creating a healthier future for uh, future generations. Um, and so I think a big learning moment has just been um, not only all the solutions that are out there that don't get talked enough about enough, um, which is exciting about this podcast, um, but also uh, the the everyday climate heroes that we don't talk about, right? people who in their own community have said, "I can't solve the whole issue, right. but I'm willing to to do my part, whether that is something seemingly small, like you know, switching to more sustainable products or something bigger, like our 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 friends in San Antonio, for example, who have created this really robust community garden network uh, and so um th- yeah i think I think the biggest learning has just been that there there is so much beyond um, what we often think about when we are in our bubble, uh, because we do this every day. And for most people, this, this is something they care about, but they're not doing it every day. Um, and, and even for a lot of communities who, they don't think about it at all. It's just kind of who they are. I think about um, uh, a lot of the people who I've met here in Texas and, and across the South, people who are conservationists at heart, but won't maybe put that title on themselves. Uh, it's just a cultural thing that, that you, you know, take care of your community. So um, there's been a lot of learning well, uh, on that.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that let's just hit on that for a second, because most people, if you said who are the most, who who are the climate heroes, even if you disagree with them, the climate heroes would, would off the top of people's heads be Greta Thunberg, Leonardo DiCaprio, Al Gore, those sorts of people, AOC. and The reality is you can love or hate their values. That's like, you know, that's totally up to political persuasion. But the real heroes aren't them. And the real heroes are the people on the ground working for a cleaner, better future. Whether they are dedicated to climate as their sole life focus, which some are. Or whether or not they are just, like you said, caring about their local community. And it's kind of like that old adage about how like the butterfly effect of every single ripple matters, like one butterfly dies and it affects the whole ecosystem and it affects the whole world. It's the same thing on climate. Every single solution is a, is a, is a part of a snowball that we need uh, to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And as, if anyone has grown up, you've not grown up around snow, uh, but if you've grown up around snow, you know that it takes a while to build those big snowballs. And uh, it just you know it does start to to grow and grow and grow and that starts at the community level. It does not start at the Leonardo DiCaprio level or the government level or the UN level, even though those conversations are important. So what I'm really excited about you instilling in this podcast is that local community mindset, because a lot of people dilute that. They say, "Oh, it doesn't matter. This is too big of a problem." Big problems require small. Solutions that add up to big solutions. You're not. There's no one silver bullet to any issue, let alone something as complex as environmental issues. And I I think the last podcast that you know you're kind of transitioning uh, to your own from talked about how even a water issue in the Western United States, which is a very regionally specific issue, that doesn't have a silver bullet. And that's under an umbrella of like water is is uh, is below conservation which is below the environment which is below climate there's so many different nuances within each category of environmental issues and it does start at the community level i guess what have you felt like when you think about community leadership is the bread and butter of of how we get to those wide scale solutions like where do you see is it is it entrepreneurship is it is it community is it uh advocacy? Is it teamwork? Is it small businesses, large businesses? What, what are you seeing from these smaller-scale solutions as a trend that actually makes something go?
1: Well, I, I think in many ways it's all of the above, but really it's about people who are willing to step up and be leaders within their community. And that's something that we try to foster that environment of, of leadership at ACC. But w- when you when you look at communities that have done conservation well or you know, ha- have done climate resiliency well. It has it required leadership from a lot of different people at a lot of different levels. Um, it- it's not just a local government coming in and saying, we have this great conservation plan and everything is going to go well together. It has been leaders of local organizations, it's been, you know, branch leaders of ours, it's been local elected officials, people who run for office in order uh, to-, to have a better conservation policy. It's been about connecting the dots between. The public and business and and all that so uh uh, and and that's a topic that's uh, i'm really passionate about is how can we train more people to be uh the leaders that communities uh require anytime you think about building community you have to have um you know not a central person but but you have to have people who act as the catalyst for for that change (laughs)
0: Yeah, and those those leaders are like I, I think a lot of the time people are like, okay, how do I emulate what Benji's done in building ACC? And it's like actually, the hard work is not building ACC; it's building the local leadership that it takes to sustain a national organization. There's like ACC is nothing without its local community leaders, and in the, the planet is nothing without local community leaders. Um, and that's the hardest job because you are truly doing the work on the ground, and whether that's being a, a worker and in the energy space or Restoring wetlands as a volunteer or full- time uh, you know being a farmer, these are the sorts of things that it takes to to change course for the world and and it's the doers rather than the sayers uh, that actually end up changing things and so you know you are in the midst of the doers and the sayers, and I think you're going to bring a really interesting approach to the podcast because you have worked with politicians, you have worked with the business leaders, you also work with the community on the ground leaders and and Bridging that divide of the sayers and the doers is what will will bring us the success that we need. I guess one last question before kind of giving you the reins uh, for this next episode, which you'll be taking on uh, past the Catherine Sorensen episode. Uh, When you think about ACC's successes and our successes over the last two or three years, what do you think? is best exemplifying this exact strategy of community leadership? Where do you feel like we've been able to, to show that the most? Or I guess a couple examples, just to kind of highlight what ACC is doing to embody this. What, what does that look like for you?
1: I, I think of a lot of different examples because uh, we have some really strong branches, but you know, a, a few that stand out to me. Um, I'll, I'll use the example again of our San Antonio branch. I mean, these are uh, um, you know, people who have sustainability as a passion and they've identified a need in their community for more community gardening and, 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 you know, an ability for people to connect with nature. And they just went out and did it. Like they, 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 they really took the reins, uh, so to speak, and, and went with it. I think about our DMV, you know, our DC area branch, who um, is mixed with some sustainability minded people, some politically minded people, and they've created a really great combination of the two uh, where they are able to have policy discussions, but they're also able to go hike, uh, you know, mountains that, uh, that uh, well, mountains for D.C., I guess. Uh, big, big hills. <laughs> uh, they've been able to do that. I think about the people in Florida who have um, done incredible uh, work on our coast of not just cleaning up the coastline, but supporting things like oyster, uh, you know, and, and reef restoration. Um, and so... There are a lot it, of examples from across the country, of, and it's really been about people who have said, you know what, I don't know everything about this, and I don't know uh, everybody who can help me, but I'm going to put a foot out there, and I'm going to get started and, uh, and, and see what we can build. And, and they've built really incredible communities.
0: Well, a great example of that is just the fact that you're talking about regional you know, hyper-localized branches that are doing their own things for their own communities. Uh, the the DC branch can't really do coastal reef uh, restoration, and and they and the and the Florida branches can't really do hikes, even on hills. Uh, but they're all doing their own things in their own communities that work for them, and that amounts to national and international progress. Because when you're building a community at that level, not only are you making a difference at the local level, but you're also built. You're also part of this national network that ACC has has created that has amounted in bipartisan wins for the environment, that has amounted in this, you know, one of the largest caucuses in Congress being conservatives who care about climate change. That would have never been possible without these local community branches. Uh, you've had international uh, cooperation between Republicans and Democrats at conferences about climate change overseas, working with other countries. None of that is possible without the local community action. And so it's it's really a two for one. You get the local community action, which adds up to, to to really big progress. But you also get national and international leaders to listen more and more the bigger that that gets. And so it's all interconnected. These Florida chapters and DC chapters and San Antonio chapters might seem separate, but they're not. They're pushing for the same goal in their own areas. and And that's resulting in big change worldwide. And you've helped foster that growth. And so you know, as, as you know, I'm incredibly appreciative of, of what you've done to transform ACC uh, and hopefully transform this podcast as well into something that is bigger and better than it could have been without you. And, and that's one of the things that is special about you, Steven, is that you're a doer, you're not a sayer, uh, and you, you're out there doing the work. And so you're the most equipped, the best equipped to, to lead this podcast for a while. You're the best equipped to, to showcase solutions, the best equipped to showcase how communities can lead. And I'm really just excited to see where you take this. Well,
1: I appreciate that. And 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 you know, alluding back to earlier, I never thought I'd work for an environmental nonprofit. But the the interactions that I get to have on a weekly basis with our members and with our branch leaders really reminds me. It, it's 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 rare to have a job where you're reminded so regularly why what you do is important. And uh, and this is a, a role where I, I get that reminder just about every day. And so uh, I'm excited to. Hopefully share, uh, j- just as you've been doing, share hope, share stories of success, share solutions that people can start to feel good about. And, and, and to your point, it can feel like we are part of a really international community of people who care about this. It's not just you know, me and my city who, who is kind of alone on it. it. It's all of us involved.
0: Well, Stephen, I couldn't have said it better myself, and, and uh, I'm going to hand the reins over to you. Coming Clean, the podcast is going to be hosted by Stephen until I'm back from my sabbatical. Uh, really excited to come back and and lead the lead the show and and work with you on that as well and and really excited to see where you take this, Stephen. It's all yours.
1: Thanks, Benj. Appreciate it.
0: And before we jump, the Coming Clean podcast is grateful to be powered by Orsted, a wonderful company strengthening America's energy security with reliable and domestic clean energy. Through its integrated renewable energy solutions, Orsted is creating American jobs, investing in American communities, and driving American innovation, all while preserving our country's natural habitats. A clean energy future truly connects us all, and Orsted is helping lead the charge. To learn more, visit us.orsted.com.